0: This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilis and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Alan and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create design That is amazing. And work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from Studio One Design and here's my co-host Alan from Pixel Partners HQ. How are you, man? I'm good, mate. You said that with excitement and gusto. You started full speed.
1: Now let me ask, is that because (laughs) you and I are probably getting together for dinner tomorrow night, which
0: is once in a while? That's the only reason, mate. I'm on a hike because I'm going to meet Al, my podcast partner. (laughs) (laughs) And a bunch of other friends, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we are going to hang out together. I'm flying to Sydney for uh, just for one night. It's literally just for this meetup so I can hang out with you and and a few other business owners and, and just talk shop. And, and shite <laughs> It's going to be great It's a great meetup. I, I
1: mean, I go to them pretty much Well, I say every month But lately I haven't been They're just such a great
0: bunch of, of, of peers To, to hang yeah. out with so. Yeah, exactly Mate, what have, what have you been up to? Well, th- that's pretty much it. That's, I'm just preparing for this Sydney trip, you know, and just on that, like, you know, I've I've been working a little bit harder because I'm going to take two days off. And not only that, I've had both of my design managers away. So I had to go in and help out with the, the you know, doing their job essentially. And man, let me tell you, it was hard work. It was a 10-hour day. I haven't worked that hard for years, man. <laughs> uh, uh, we were talking about this just before the call, but um
1: you know, I've got my creative director away at the moment. He's spending some family time over in, in the US and uh, yeah, it is hard work. But I tell you what, I am going to make an effort to spend more time on the ground in the business more often because it has highlighted to me that even though we have systems and processes, there are certain things that are open to interpretation. And I notice that, you know, three or four different people could be doing the same thing adhering to the process with a slight variation so they're all doing it slightly differently they get the same outcome but it does make it that little bit harder for the design manager mm-hmm. and then the inverse is the same you know rick and i when we're coordinating jobs sometimes have our own way of briefing and they're slightly different so that makes the designer's jobs a little bit harder so i've got my uh, ipad pro my apple pencil and penultimate permanently by my side at the moment and i'm you know sketching up little workflow diagrams and suggestions and you know trying to create hybrids of of both systems because i think there are benefits to, to different ways that people are doing it but trying to make it consistent so everybody's doing it the same so they can have consistent expectations of what to do and when so that they can focus on being creative
0: Hmm, that's a good point. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, gives feedback a different way. That's for sure. I I find I just let them give feedback however they're comfortable. But I I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah, and it's not so much about the giving feedback, right? But it's things like how they. uh What's a great example? You know how we brief a job that it should always be structured the same way. You know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. How yeah. a team member acknowledges a job or asks. For additional information you know yeah, how the yeah. jobs are uh, named you know that's one of the the bugbears that i found is that we've had a fairly fluid naming convention based on our clients needs but it does make it harder on everybody you know so just they're all little tiny things nothing that's breaking the system but you know like like it says in the work the system book if you have if you continue to maintain and refine your systems and get them working super sorry your subsystems working super smoothly the main system works really really well without any effort
0: I couldn't agree more and you don't realize when you're a super small business but as you start to grow you will have issues unless you know everybody follows the system you just can't scale if, if you don't. The little inconsistencies in the system
1: compound exponentially the bigger your team gets. That's it that's it good lesson for the day. All well right. it, it actually brings us into our topic which is do you need to be highly creative to be a good designer? I mean like I said if you've got good systems it opens you up to be able to be more creative. Mm. But we're casting the shadow of doubt on creativity in the design industry. Should we be doing this, Greg? (laughs)
0: I think so man and I say that because like to me the answer is no you don't need to be highly creative to be a good designer and the reason why is because creativity and and being a good designer are two different things from the point of view that you can be the most creative amazing designer slash artist in the world and your your designs will just look absolutely gorgeous however they might might not be the best design that's designed to get a particular result okay and not only that it can take 10 times longer
1: yeah absolutely and i think we tend to forget in this digital age where you know designers get all bundled together into graphic design right where and everybody on the consumer side just assumes that if you're in that category that you must be creative but Don't forget, I mean, both my brother and my sister worked in production design for VisiPack, a a massive packaging and display company, for 10 years, right? And does that make them super creative? Well, maybe. They're a little bit creative, but the work they were doing certainly wasn't. It was production design. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, about taking concepts and wrapping them into three-dimensional packaging and displays for you know for supermarkets and things like that um and that's a technical thing and people who do technical diagrams and workflow diagrams and drawings are they highly creative no maybe not you know they could just be really good with uh structure and scale and there's still a skill in that yeah but it's it's not necessarily the creative it doesn't necessarily have the creative requirement
0: that many people think exactly and so like I would even class myself as not highly creative. I'm creative and I have a really good commercial eye for design and I know what gets results. However, you know, and I can illustrate as well, but I wouldn't say that I'm highly creative. I can't start with a blank sheet of paper with absolutely no reference and just let something flow out of my mind to be an absolutely awesome design. I I just, I need a starting point.
1: Yeah, you need a good brief probably from somebody that has that creativity. I don't know. I mean, that's that's why roles like creative directors are created you know because those guys maybe inspire the rest of the team
0: yeah and look maybe I am highly creative to an average business owner and I probably am but I'm comparing myself to in particular this one designer that I had on my team for about six years who was in my opinion the most highly creative designer slash artist that I have ever ever worked with, and he was just a genius. His artwork was mind blowingly good. You know, I mean, he he exhibits all over the world. He gets inspiration from nature. He travels all over the world, and what he creates digitally is just phenomenal. I'm not going to give his name out, but um, when I compare myself to him, it's like, well, I'm not creative. This dude is insanely creative. I'm just creative.
1: You know, I was just thinking as you were talking about there. About you saying that you're probably creative compared to others, you know, I'm certainly not, right? And but what I do have is I have two plus decades in the industry of learning. So when somebody comes to me with a creative problem,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can plug in my knowledge and experience that it, that I learned and are examples of other work, yeah, and propose a solution that seems highly creative. the customer but the reality is it's just a compilation of of knowledge they're not necessarily
0: free-form creative ideas that i've come up with does that make sense it does indeed yeah absolutely so it's more based on your experience and what you know works as a like you know with the goal of getting a particular result for that client so you're going to put all your knowledge on you know from past experiences that you know get good results so you're going to pour that into getting the same result for for this client yeah absolutely and um
1: and as you know, my background is photography, you know, that's, that's where I started in the creative industries and I still love getting behind the camera and getting in the studio and going out and shooting. But one of my first bosses and mentors when I was at college, you know, explained to me that, you know, photography is a business first you know and 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 that applied to me and it applied to him and some photographers will say no 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 photography is a purely creative outlet and for some it is but he explained it to me in the context of what he wanted to teach me right mm. and he said you can be creative and if you have that flair so for me my creative output in photography is long exposure photography and nighttime photography yeah right so they're the two things that i'm truly passionate about and You know, if if I stopped working today and all I was going to do is one thing, it would be that. Cool. Regardless of whether I made money or not. But what he explained to me was that, you know, it's more like being a, a carpenter or a builder or a plumber where you have a series of tools, you have some learned knowledge and structure, and then you bring all
0: that together for a fixed outcome that is predefined. Mm, Absolutely and I might just add to that that you know I find highly creative people are not as flexible and therefore not as commercially viable because they are stuck in their creative ways and they can only be creative in one or you know a few limited ways where a good in my opinion a good designer as opposed to a highly creative designer is somebody that is flexible and can take a creative brief and give them the result that the client wants no matter what the brief is
1: yeah absolutely you know so yeah people often look at designs and go oh, i love the way your designer has combined those colors that's so creative and i and i look at it and think well yeah i can see how you would think it's creative but what they've done is something very formulaic you know they've they've combined colors that they know will work together in a way that that will flow and be pleasing to the eyes so you know when you're when you're looking for if you're a business owner and you're looking for a designer, it's hard to tell the difference really, isn't it?
0: Mm, it is indeed. I mean, all I can say is have a look at their folio. Hopefully that folio is theirs. <laughs> and... um you know, based on, you know, judge them based on that because that's obviously their their most recent work and that'll give you a sense of their level of creativity or the output that they can create for you. So, you know, expect something similar if you were to hire them.
1: Yeah, and I guess you want to see probably consistent examples from similar clients. You know, There's one thing that I find interesting is when I look at portfolios, you know, you might see 10 different designs and they're from 10 different clients. And I get why designers do that because they're trying to show A variety of work Mm -hmm. but i would love to see you know 10 designs from one client over a period of time right because to me yeah consistency in design and delivering the client's needs is super
0: important Mm, yeah absolutely and also in a timely manner you know and i just wanted to touch on you know starting with some form of template. So, I mean, that could be a stock template or it might just be a previous design that you've created for another client. And that's essentially becoming a template or a structure, if you like. And that can save a lot of time where you find, you know, a highly creative person that doesn't have any structure will just start from scratch, you know, free flowing with design and it can just take so much longer as opposed to using a template from the beginning. A framework. Is that what you're talking about? Some kind of- Kind of framework yeah framework absolutely a framework yeah something that's based on previous experience that you know is going to get a similar result for for the new brief
1: yeah absolutely a- a- and the thing is is that um i, I want to be really careful i'm not I'm not saying that creative people aren't good designers and I'm not saying that designers aren't creative and there are some people that oh, yeah. I look at and I'm just completely blown away because they're that beautiful hybrid of both. Oh, absolutely. You know, that, that, they have that creative flair and you look at their personal work and it's great and they have the ability to output you know, commercially, what, we, what you and I call commercially viable design work. You know, because Mm -hmm. it's all good and fine to say, well, you know, I designed the most amazing billboard for a client, but if it took you 360 hours to get to that final output and it should have taken 10, Mm -hmm. then that's just not commercially viable because it's highly unlikely that your client is going to pay your hourly rate for 360 hours
0: yeah exactly exactly so yeah and that's kind of what we're saying here but yeah if you can be highly creative and also commercially viable then you are a winning formula you know (laughs) there's no doubt about it but you've got to be flexible you really do
1: yeah yeah absolutely i mean the question is do you have to be highly creative to be a great designer yeah the answer is no the answer is no you do not have to be and i think it really depends on where in the design ecosystem you sit so you know for example we have clients of pixel partners who are highly creative but are technically incompetent right and they know it so what do they do they send work to guys like us because they can give us an awesome creative brief they can come up with new ideas for their clients that are really left to feel but if they put their pen to paper or you know mouse into adobe or whatever you want to call it the output probably wouldn't be the best so i guess it's more important just to know where you sit in the ecosystem and it's the same with me for photography you know i know where my my forte is if you ask me to do uh, something you know, ridiculously highly creative. It's probably not going to come out great. But if you ask me to produce, you know, a hundred consistent product images
0: for a range of beautiful products then i can output that without any any trouble exactly and so what you're saying essentially is that you know anybody whether you're creative or not can learn how to be a good designer however if you are creative you have a huge advantage because not everybody can Learn to become creative. I mean, you've either got it or you haven't, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, you talked about wanting all stuff amazingly creative. I mean, we've actually left, he's left us now, but we had a young guy and he had a a notebook that he used to carry with him and I'd flick through it and just think that is the most amazing drawing, hugely creative. Yeah. His problem was when you tried to apply it and no matter, and I wanted, he was young, he was like 19, I wanted to see him succeed, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, everybody in the team loved him and wanted to see him succeed. So we tried and tried and tried to teach him how to take those skills and make them commercially viable. But I think his brain was wired in a creative flow. And I don't know if this is that sort of, you know, the left brain, right brain Mm -hmm. type of of scenario, but he just could not effectively output custom illustrations because that's what we hired him for because he was a great illustrator in a commercial manner. It just took him so long to do things that...
0: Our other team that maybe weren't quite as creative could output in in a fraction of the time. And so how could they output it quicker, though? What 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 was their technique versus his? What was the difference?
1: I, 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 honestly, we never worked it out.
0: Yeah, okay, okay.
1: It, it came to a point where... You know, we'd we'd tried the whole train, trans- the three T's, you know, train, transfer, terminate. Yeah, right. yeah. And we tried the train and the transfer and, you know, it got to the point and, and we didn't terminate him because we didn't like him. But my philosophy is he's really great at something, right? What he needs to do is go and find his place in the world that can tap into that. And unfortunately, in
0: the work that we do... It just wasn't the, the right place, you know. It's fair enough. You're not doing him a favour by keeping him and you're doing him a favour by letting him go so he can find that purpose. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, I, I, asked, um, I asked one of my staff recently, you know,
1: what, what do you want out of working with our team, you know? She was in a bit of a bad mood, admittedly, and she goes, I just want to earn decent money. And I just, <laughs> you know, and I came back to her and I said, well, I want more for you than that. You know, I want to see you passionate. I want to see you learning. I mean, yeah, in in the example of this guy, I was hoping that our team could teach him to apply all those great skills he had into something that could earn him good money, which could free him to go and, and do the creative things that he wanted to do as a young person, but we just couldn't. We just couldn't make it happen, which is
0: not his fault. No, of course, of course. It's funny you mention that though. I had a uh, designer that worked for us for a while, and then they left for family, you know, commitment reasons. And he he came back recently, but he he said to me, "Will I be, you know, earning as much as I was when I left?" I said, "Well, no, because you've had two year break, and I need you to prove yourself to make sure that you are as." good as you used to be you know so yeah he d- we had a bit of email backwards and forwards, but he kept harping on about this, you know, the, the way wage. just said, well, look, if this is the only reason you want to work for us, that's probably, we're probably not a good fit, you know? And I, I said, you got to think about what you started off with compared to what you left with, like the the knowledge and the fact that you became a better designer and, you know, you're more commercially viable and all those sort of good things. And so in the end, yeah, I mean, you know, we had a bit of a dialogue about the fact that, you know, that needs to be the reason for me to hire him because he wants to, to to, you know, continue learning and becoming a better designer essentially rather than focusing on the money.
1: And you know what, if you have the mindset of I'm here to be the best I can be and part of that is to learn everything I can learn, I genuinely believe that the outcome will be
0: getting paid well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, especially if you're working for, you know, somebody like us who (laughs) reward effort and reward, you know, getting good results for our clients.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, highly creative or not, you know, I look at some of the team that I have and, and, I, and I sort of say to myself, are they creative? Yeah, some of my Photoshop operators, are you creative? No. You know, mm-hmm. but I look at their work and I just go, wow. Yeah. You know, some of the retouching work with great direction. So if they're given the creative direction, their
0: output is highly creative. Mm-hmm. And they probably do that all day, every day. They're probably better than you and I, that's for sure. Oh, no, I'm awesome. <laughs> you probably are. You probably are. No, no, but you're right. You
1: know, like I, you know my second boss and mentor you know, taught me that if you want to build a great team, you teach your team members to be at minimum as good as you are, if not better than you are. Yeah, even hire people better than
0: you, and you're going to get a better business. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, and 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 treat them accordingly, and then and then you learn from them. Yeah, look, that you're right. There is work that I look at, and I just go, wow, I just couldn't, I couldn't pull that off, or I could, but it would have taken me a long time to do. So yeah, yeah. I think that the end summary is, uh, if you are a designer, work out where you fit. Uh, you know, I've got to say, there were a number of years early, early on for me where I thought. I was learning how to be creative, mm-hmm. right? I thought my photographic career meant I had to be creative, and sure. and I battled with that and didn't do very well at it. I hate to say, you know, my yeah. my college days, I would, you know, try and do some really highly creative stuff for my for my assessments and things like that, and they were terrible when I put them next to the other people in my college. Uh, classes that that were highly creative, but I've been yeah. able to make a commercially viable career for well over twenty years. So.
0: Exactly, you have got a successful business, and you're not a highly creative artist or designer. So, there you go. The answer is no. You don't need to be highly creative to be a good designer. Yeah, just just know where you fit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and like I said, you know, really, you you can learn how to become a good designer but you can't really learn how to become highly creative in my opinion yeah i I probably got to agree with you because i've never been able to learn how to be highly creative Mm, it's a tough one man you either got it or you haven't
1: yeah well and and just so to wrap this up if you're a business owner right and you feel like you need an injection of creativity stop and ask yourself is creativity what you need Or is it a great designer that can implement what you've got into some kind of structure that is profitable and converts? Does does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. it might not be creativity you need. It might be that learnt, accumulated knowledge of an experienced designer. And maybe what you need to do is not take the next creative designer that's 19 and has a great portfolio, but take somebody who's in their 30s, 40s, or 50s and has been doing it for 20, 30 years. Mm, Exactly, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. That was a great topic. I look forward to catching up with you tomorrow night. It's going to be so much fun.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. Can't wait. So, yeah, cool. And thanks for listening, listener. And if you've got any comments, please head over to therealmagic.com and we can continue the conversation there. And if you like this episode, please go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. It would We'd appreciate it. It would just help us get, you know, pushed out to more people the higher we rank. Thanks, listener. Thanks, Greg. We'll catch you next week. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.